Yeah, Jesus, we thank you this morning that you are the King of Kings. We thank you that you are lifted high. Jesus, you came, you died on a cross. And now you are seated in the highest place. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, as we turn to your word this morning, mm-hmm. we pray above all else that you be exalted in our hearts. Mm-hmm. The amazing sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And the King of Heaven. Be lifted high, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Please take your seats, everybody. So, thank you, everybody, for coming this morning. Um, some faces I definitely recognize. Um, and a number that I don't. So my name is Andy. I'm one of the elders here at Dickleben Church. I also um, work at Dickleben School, which is just over here. And it's a privilege this Easter morning to come and speak to you. I was super excited when um, Steve and I chatted yesterday and he suggested that we have a really long reading from the Bible. Because when I was Preparing, I felt God called me to a place that wasn't in the Gospels of, um, of the story of Jesus. And I was saying, but God, it's, it's Easter Friday. I need to do the cross. And so I promise what I'm bringing is going to draw in the cross. But I was so excited to have that reading of Jesus crucified. As a church, over the last few months, we've been doing a series called A City on a Hill. And we've been talking as a church about the fact that God is raising a people to be the light of the world. Um, and we've talked about what that people looks like. This new city of God. And We've talked about diversity, we've talked about family, we've talked about the Word of God, the Spirit of God. And many other things. Today I want to, I want to just say that all of those things are really important. 
But there's one thing that underpins everything. And without that one thing, all of those other things are nice. But all of those other things you can find elsewhere. So what makes this city on a hill so glorious? It's Jesus Christ slain and rose again. In the Bible, the Bible calls Jesus the cornerstone. And so, when they build, even today, when they're building, particularly in the eastern part of the world, they'll have a, a ceremony where they lay one special stone. And that one special stone is the cornerstone. And that cornerstone then dictates the position of the building that's being built. And to some extent, it dictates the shape and the direction and right. the um, and the purpose even of that building. So this Easter we're going to lift Jesus high. Yeah. Why? Because without him, this city, yeah. this building has no shape. Right. It has no position. Yeah. And it loses its purpose. So, if I was coming up here to this picture, I would say that here is a cornerstone. And if we take that stone and we put it away, the whole city collapses into dust. And so today, as we look at the cross, we're going to lift Jesus high. It's just Jesus is our cornerstone. And so I want to actually take you to the book of Revelation today. And the book of Revelation is a vision that Jesus' friend John had. And it was a vision given to him by heaven and about heaven. And if you like, his picture is almost a picture of what was happening in heaven whilst Jesus was dying on the cross. So as we see what happens on earth, John got a glimpse of what was happening in heaven. 
And so I want to paint a picture for us that John paints in the Bible. So you have to excuse me, there's lots of symbolism in this. Vision. And I'll try and explain a little bit as I go. But my, my prayer, my heart this morning is that you catch the glory of Christ. So I don't want to get wrapped up in the symbolism and all those sorts of things or they will touch on some. What I want us to see is Jesus Christ, the champion of heaven. So in order to do that, I'm going to paint a bit of the picture that isn't in the part I'm reading and then I'm going to read you the next bit. <coughs> so John is caught up into heaven. And in his vision, he sees a throne. So I want you to just... Now, let me take you to Revelation chapter 5. So, 
John is still in his vision. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Let's keep building the picture. There is this mighty one on the throne. Lightning flashing. On his hand is a scroll. There's a mighty angel. I can't imagine what a not mighty angel looks like. <laughs> yes, so this one must be seriously impressive. Who is worthy to open the scroll? Now listen. No one on earth, no one under the earth. And no one in heaven. Those elders with their crowns. Not worthy. Those living creatures with their six wings crying all day, holy, holy, holy. Not worthy. Not one was found worthy to open this. So the scroll is a picture of God's plans and purposes for creation. So, in those days, a scroll would have been written typically, usually, on one side. This one is two-sided. It's the plan and purpose of God in creation. What is God's plan and purpose? He created all of history. So he'd have a family of people that he could love for all eternity. So that he could have 
brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, who he could pour his love into for all eternity. That was his plan. Now, how do we complete the plan? No one's worthy to open the scroll. And John, in his vision, wept and wept. No one's worthy. It's all for nothing. Has the plan of God failed? Are we done? Should all of creation just be wiped away? Because now it can't come to completion. Then, says this. One of the elders said to me, Don't weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and to, um, and to, um, to break the seals. So, in the middle of John weeping, there's nothing that can be done. The elder says, stop. There's one. Only one. The Lion of Judah. The Lion of Judah. Yes. The Lion of Judah. He's worthy. Only him. Jesus, when he was on earth, said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, no one is worthy. Just the one. The Lion of Judah. And then we see something amazing. John looks up. He says, Then I saw a lamb. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You've just said lion. Then I saw a lamb. Looking as if it had been slain. Standing at the center of the throne. Encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb. Back in the 1990s, there was a film called The Mighty Ducks. Has anyone heard of that one? It was about an ice hockey team. 
And they fought the leopards and the lions and the tigers and the bears. And they were called the mighty ducks. The mighty ducks. That's a bit weird. This sin is a bit weird. He is the king of heaven. The mighty lamb. The mighty lamb. Who was slain. But here he is. Standing in that throne room. Standing before the mighty one upon the throne. Surrounded by living creatures and elders. And it says this. Said the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Um, seven. Seven. So the importance of this is that these are symbols that are well known in the Bible. So the horn is a symbol of power. And the seven is a symbol of perfection. Perfect. So this lamb has seven horns. He's perfect in power. This lamb has seven eyes. Eyes are a symbol of knowledge. He has perfect knowledge. And he has the sevenfold spirit of God that goes into all the earth. So he's everywhere. Wave at me if you're from Dick School. Wave, wave, wave. Hi, Walter School. Last year, if you were at Dick Leveng School last year, we taught you three words about God. Three O words. Can, I, can anybody tell me any of those O words? Tabo, tell me one. Say again. Tabo. Omnipresent. Well done, Tabo. Omnipresent. It means God's everywhere. Any others? Listen. Omnipotent. It means God is all powerful. We got one more. Um, anybody remember? Anybody not from Dickleberg School who wants to add? Omniscient. Thank you, Tari Sam. Omniscient. Omnipresent. He's everywhere. Omnipotent, he's all-powerful. And omniscient, he knows everything. 
tsohle so here as we read these symbols John is saying this lamb who was slain is perfect in power perfect in knowledge and everywhere in other words this lamb is God this lamb who was slain is almighty God. Let's read on. <laughs> Let's get to the end of this vision. So, um, he went, the lamb went, and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. Because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. Standing in front of the throne. As a lamb. Looking as if he'd been slain. And he goes to the throne and takes the scroll. And as he takes it, the living creatures and the elders on their thrones bow down and worship. Worthy are you to take the scroll. Because through your blood, you've purchased a people for God. Mm-hmm. Through your blood, you've made them into a kingdom of priests to serve our God. The joy of heaven. What happens next? It says, Go faster. It says, Then I saw angels, thousands. Thousands upon thousands. Ten thousand upon ten thousand. There are so many angels. I couldn't count them. And they start singing. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. 
Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. And then I love the next bit. John says, and then every creature. What does every creature mean? Means everything. Yeah? But I think John's a bit excited at this point. He says, every creature. The ones on earth. The ones under the earth. The ones in the sea. The ones in heaven. Every creature. Lifts its voice. And declares, worthy is the Lamb. Jesus said, sorry, the Bible says, that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. It wasn't just his joy. All of heaven. Rejoice. Because there was one. There was one who was worthy. Through his death. Through his blood. Purchased for God. A family. An eternal family. For him to love. For them to join with all the angels. And declare worthy is the Lamb. This is our mighty Lamb. All of heaven. All of earth. Every knee one day will bow. The one who was crucified. Is the one who is exalted to the highest place. Amen. Amen. So two things I want to say to you this morning. Number one. Who are you trusting in for your eternity? There's only one worthy. Who are you trusting? Are you trusting in Jesus? The Lamb who was slain. The one seated at the right hand of God. If you haven't reached that place in your life where you're saying, Jesus, I'm trusting in you and you alone. Then the invitation of heaven is open to you today. Jesus purchased from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Today, 
Jesus purchased you. If you will just trust in him. And the second thing I want to ask you is this. When they sing, they sing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. To receive all power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and power and praise. So my question for each one of us this morning is what about your strength? He's worthy of all strength. What about yours? He's worthy of all honor. What do you honor in your life? Does he have all your honor? He's worthy of all power. What about your life? All glory. What receives glory from your life? When we look at this sacrifice, our hearts, just like heaven's hearts, should be ones of worship, worship, worship. Our lives should be those that go worthy. For all my glory, all my strength, all my everything, you're worthy, Jesus. Can we stand, please? So if you're comfortable, I would love you to close your eyes for me, please. And again, if you're comfortable, hold out your hands. I've two questions. Who are you trusting for eternity? Do you know that Jesus is the only one who's worthy? He's our only hope. He's the only way. Thank you. If you've never said to Jesus before, I trust in you to take away my sin. I trust in you as the only worthy one. And you'd like to do that this morning. Then I'm going to pray. And if you've never prayed this prayer, then pray it in your heart along with me. Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. 
I'm sorry that I'm not worthy of heaven. I'm not worthy of you. Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for me. That you are worthy. And Jesus, I say, I trust in you today. Please take me with you. Jesus, take away my sin. Clothe me in your worthiness. That I might be with you forever. Amen. Let me pray for all of us to finish. Jesus, we exalt you. You're the only worthy one. Jesus, be exalted in our church and in our lives. Jesus, be lifted high. You're worthy of all strength, Jesus. Have ours. You're worthy of all glory, Jesus. Be glorified in us. All honor, Jesus. Help us to honor you. Holy Spirit, lead us deeper into this relationship with God. That we might honor and glorify Jesus Christ and he who sits on the throne be glorified in us we pray Jesus Amen. 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 Amen.